For our message this afternoon, Mr. Steve Andrews, his sermon is entitled, The Bible, Don't Just Do It, Trust It. Leave it up to my wife to tell me something funny before I got up here. <laughs> Make sure this is on. Anyway, <laughs> she said my head was dust, so. <laughs> uh, sorry, Curtis, I didn't mean to, to get the name of the, your precious baby wrong, but uh, sometimes with all the things going on, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with everything. I actually found this uh, on a marquee. I thought it was kind of cute. Um, and I think it's very, very apropos. Um, <laughs> the Bible, don't just dust it, trust it. So I thought, well, this is, uh, I knew this message was going to have to be kind of a, uh, an accordion type message, a little bit shorter than normal. And, um, and so <clears throat> I've thought of a few things uh, you know, the, the Bible is so very, very important, to, especially to us. Uh, we, we depend upon it so much. And it's interesting that um, when we look at the different things that the Bible shows us, and especially those things that are uh, fairly much out in the open that people don't really believe. For instance, uh, um, the Bible proves that creation is true. Uh, you can go in there and you can look and, and from the beginning. Genesis 1. Um, Genesis 1.1. 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we see that the Bible, from the beginning, tells us that we're created. This is a created world specifically for his um, uh, creation. This world was created for his creation, for the, for the animals and the plants and all. Uh, you look in verse 12, you see that there is um, seeds that reproduce after their kind. Now, evolutionists really cannot answer why you can take an heirloom seed and have the same um, plant come up year after year producing the same kind of fruit year after year after year after year. And in fact, they have found seeds that are very ancient that reproduce. And so the Bible proves creation, that we were created, that we were designed. It also says in, uh, you know, and you're all, everybody's familiar with these, so I'm just going to quickly go over them. God created the great whales and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. Every wing fowl after its kind, and God saw that it was good. Those things that God has created, he created after their kind, and they, unless man messes with them, unless man messes with them, they're going to be, um, they're going to be after their kind. So, and then verse 25, um, 21, 25, God made the beasts of the earth, and it's after its kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps upon the earth after its kind, and God saw that it was good. And said, and then he said in verse 26, let us make man after our kind, after our image. So we're of the image of God. We're, we're of the God kind. Even though we're not there yet, 
We just kept the feast in which we, we look forward to that day when we were in the kingdom. And we will be there. Uh, part two. And, and, and the reason why I didn't develop these very deeply is because of, of this. Is, um, part two, archaeology proves the Bible. They, you could go back. And they still have a, a magazine called uh, Archaeology of the Bible. They're still discovering biblical things in that, in that um, what we call the, the Bible area over there around Jerusalem and in all of that uh, Palestinian area. Um, names, that, it's interesting, some of the names that they thought that, uh, of cities that they thought really didn't exist, weren't part of the Bible, they're, they're discovering them. What's interesting about archaeology in that area is, is that they didn't... Um, um, instead of like we do where we uh, destroy a building, clean it all off, all the way down to bedrock, and then come back in and build a new one, they just poured dirt over the top of it, made sure it was nice and solid, and left everything that was there and kept building on top of it. So, in, uh, especially in the Jerusalem area, they can go down underneath and they'll find all kinds of interesting things in there. All kinds of interesting archaeological discoveries in that area, that prove that the Bible is true. And so that's another area that you can use to prove and trust that the Bible and what it says is true. History and historians prove that the Bible is true and that it's something that you can trust. You go back and you look at some of the historians. Um, a Jewish historian, Josephus, we've used his commentary for years and years and years. We probably have a copy, at least, at least one copy in the, in the library. And um, he goes through all of the history of, the, uh, of, of Israel and of the Jews and the different things that they went through. Um, there, there's, a, there's still a tribe called Judah or the Jews. They still call themselves Jews today. They haven't, you know, it's, it's there. And, and if you look deeply, because a lot have, you can also see the migration of the ten tribes of Israel that went, migrated west, kept migrating west. And as they migrated west, they dropped their names. The Danube and, you know, and Denista River and all, these, all of these different names that, that Israel um, gave to the areas that they came in contact with. So history and historical things prove that you can trust the Bible and what it says. It's interesting when you read about David and Solomon and, those, and, 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 their, and their time. They existed. They know that Solomon uh, had beautiful gardens and you know, had a, a tremendous uh, place in which he had built. They know that that existed. And so we see that. In James, the fifth chapter, we always want to believe this. And Lawrence and I and Barnabas and every, I think every minister wants to believe that when we anoint, I've got to find this first. So I want to read it. James 5 beginning in verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's what we do. 
If, if you're sick and you'd like to be anointed, we come and we all anoint. And it says, The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. It's interesting that we, we believe in answered prayer. We see in the Bible that there were many answered prayers. Many times that prayers were answered. And we have faith in, that, in, in what God has promised and so that's how we pray. We ask that God would bless and heal whomever we anoint. And that they come in faith also and believe. We leave it into God's hands. We don't, you know, we don't uh, um, presuppose what God has in a plan for the person. So, we have the Bible. We've just dusted it off. Let's hope that we. Let's hope it hasn't got to the point where your 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 own personal Bible's gotten any dust on it. Uh, yes, I have I have a lot. I'm sure Lawrence has a whole bookcase is full of. And maybe those things that are sitting on the bookcase might get it. But our personal Bibles they they get used. And uh, of course we have the electronic Bibles today. So maybe sometimes the uh, the handheld one doesn't get used as much as our um, electronic ones. But whatever. Get involved. Getting involved in the Word of God. Um, I got to admit one thing, and I know that uh, admitting this may uh, may get me in trouble, but uh, I have a very difficult time sequentially reading the Bible. Over the forty or some years that I've been in the ministry, I have probably read the Bible over and over again, but not from kiver to kiver, as they, as they, as the old people used to say. Um, so, it's, it's difficult, but if you're inclined to do that, that's a great thing. That if you can start at the, at the beginning and you can read the, the Bible and get involved in the reading of the Bible and understanding through the reading, that's, that's wonderful. And, and, but everyone has their own little, uh, own little techniques and, and ways in which they do. Um, unfortunately, my... My job doesn't allow me to, to, to do a whole lot of uh, things during the week since I'm always working. But if you have an opportunity, Lawrence goes through the Bible verse by verse by verse. And I, I don't know what they're on right now. Uh, but when you go, and if you want to be a part of that, you will hear that, you know, the, the scriptures uh, verse by verse. Um, Personal study in 2 Timothy 2.15. Let's look at that. I think it's, it's so very important. Study to show yourself approved to God. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I appreciate Barbas. Um, I knew he was going to bring that out. I, I, I was hoping he would volunteer to to go through those because you see what it's like for someone that takes notes. And I know we've kind of gotten out of that a little bit um, in, in today's, but when, we, when I first was in there, we, everybody was, you know, I, I think everybody wanted to learn shorthand so they could take all the notes, every inflection that the minister gave when we were first in the church. Um, I don't know that my notes were all that great, but I do know one thing, 
that as you take those notes, you, there's something about uh, hearing and then uh, putting it down on a piece of paper that kind of makes those two uh, come alive to you. And with that goes the second a part of this. And it's very interesting. We can read and read and read. But God says there's something else that has to be added to that, which is, uh, for us that are in the, the ministry, sometimes we wonder, um, because it does say that there's the, the, the foolishness of, of preaching, but the Bible does say this, beginning in verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? Um, and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's interesting, isn't it? There's something about reading the Bible on your own and getting all that information and really taking it in and, and just... And then there's something else about sitting and listening to the Word being read. That's why most of us are more heavily into reading the Word rather than you know, extrapolating some experience. We, we like the Word of God to be preached to you and to our, and to our you know, we're, we're preaching to ourselves. We're preaching to ourselves because of the messages first in our own hearts and then we, we, we give that to you. God is moving in us to bring that message to you. And, and so consequently it has, to, it has to start here first. And so, you're hearing. And then how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the, the good news, the gospel of peace, and glad tidings of good things. It's interesting. Let's see, where, did I, where was I going to go? Uh, but they've not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed your, your, our report? All this preaching. Who's, who's believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's the reason why we, we give you the word of God. We preach the word of God. We want you to hear the word of God. We want you to, to be able to take it in. It's interesting. Um, we're all brothers and sisters in this way. Um, and we all have a part. And I thought it was, well, let's see, did I remember to bring? Yes, I did. How about that? Sometimes I actually do something right. Um, Ian had a, we talked about this long before the feast started. And he was wondering if a banner that says, all sharing skills, all one body, we, was a good idea. And I said, well, yeah. I, I, and then, then what he mentioned was uh, Ephesians 4.16 because he was kind of looking at it as to, trying to understand how that, um, how that one verse um, fit in. But I would, um, it's interesting that what we've been thinking is that we, the Bible seems to, to, to indicate that any that want to serve, the desire to serve, that want to be a part of the body of, of Christ, because that's what we are, we're part of the, the body of Christ, and want to, to be a, a part of that, you're, you're building up, you're strengthening the church by your, your giving of, your, of yourselves. And um, in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, let's, let's just look at that. I don't have much time here, but I would like to look at a couple of things in, in, this, um, in this Ephesians 4. Because it's very interesting 
what he says and what, and what this one verse, verse 16, and we'll look at that here just in a second. Um, beginning in verse, I think I said verse 12, no, verse 11. He gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So you notice there's teachers. We have teachers in this church. We have teachers that teach young people. Our young ladies teach the, ch the children. Um, I don't know if any of us are, you know, fit any of the others. Um, that word pastors could also be, you know, the elders in the church. Anyone that preaches and, uh, and gives this message. For the, and here's what it's all about. For the perfecting of the saints. In other words, for the equipping of, so that you, you will be ready for the kingdom of God. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. If we're not doing our job, if we're not edifying, uh, it's quite a shame. If we're not upgrading and, and uh, upbraiding and strengthening the body of Christ. Because he says, until we all come in the unity of the faith. And in the knowledge of the Son of God. In other words, there's going to be some that aren't all the way there yet. To the measure and the stature and fullness of Christ. Wow. That's, that's, some, that's some growth, isn't it? To the measure and stature and fullness of Christ. If that's our goal, that's a big goal. That's a lifetime goal. That might be till the time we, we pass from this earth into, the, into being um, spirit beings. To the stature and the fullness of Jesus Christ. That we therefore be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And it's interesting <laughs> that what deceives more than anything is, it seems like uh, what deceived the worldwide church of God was going back into the, to, to the worldly religions. You know, who, who would want to give up eight days of learning about the kingdom of God? <laughs> To go back into to something that has, that is so false, uh, Christmas. Who would go? Who would want to quit keeping the Passover and the days of unleavened bread to go watch the sunrise at daybreak? I mean, there's no meaning in those, and there's such great meaning in the, in the, what God is teaching us. And to go back into those, or to go into those, if you've never been in it, is kind of a real shame, isn't it? And I said, well, that's, we have to be very, very careful. He says, but speaking the truth in love, we must speak the truth in love. I love, I love my brothers and sisters that are here, and my family. Speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So this next, and of course, <laughs> these, if you've noticed in the Bible, I don't know, I think it starts in verse 11. Uh, it doesn't stop until you get to verse 16. So all that's one long sentence. <laughs> Take a deep breath, and away you go. Uh, and I think we've talked about this before, but it's, it's very interesting. Um, so who, the head of the church is, of course, Christ. But the whole body is us. We're, we're the body. 
uh, we, we're the ones that are uh, part of this, uh, this body. And uh, I'm going to go over here to my e-sword. And uh, I'm hoping that <laughs> Brian will be able to go to his e-sword. Ah, isn't that beautiful? Look at that. Uh, that it's all highlighted. And, and it, um, I have found that it's, it's, it's so much... Um, and I've got all the books too. I mean, I've got Cruden's and I've got Strong's and I've got this and I've got that. And so I, you know, I, I've got all the books. But it's interesting now that um, you can you can expand your your learning, your understanding um, through things like these apps, like eSword. Now they're on the computer. That it's a little different than the app that that's available for for the iPad. But they're very similar, and they have uh, very similar techniques. And what it's, what's very interesting about it is each one of those little numbers, the G numbers, are um, the Greek number for each one of those words. And so when you had this translated by the King James translators, they saw a, a, a certain translation. And it's, it's a fairly good translation. It's not bad. Um, and it has uh, some, some, uh, some interesting points. But the depth of Greek sometimes is a little, um, a little more than what sometimes it comes out in the scripture. So, so with the help of an um, e-sword with the Greek uh, numbers, you can actually go in there and look at um, these numbers. So let's, let's look at a couple of them real quickly. I've got about five minutes here um, that we can look at. So fitly joined together, if you go to 4883, uh, 4883, I don't know, you may not be able to see this very well. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to see these very well. I'll read it, but at least he's got it highlighted. <clears throat> it's, um, it's a derivative of a compound of, of G719 and G3004. In its original sense, um, a laying uh, to render close jointed together, that is, organized compactly, be fitly framed or joined together. Be fitly framed or joined together. So that's kind of interesting. Um, compacted, 4822. Uh, um, <laughs> this is an interesting one. To drive together, to drive us together. <laughs> to drive together, that is to unite, uh, inferring show, teach, compact, assuredly, rat, gather, instruct, knit together, or prove. So you kind of interesting words here. Uh, by that which every joint, and that, that really means ligament or joint or fastening, every joint, um, let's see, where am I at? Supplieth, so what we do. We supply. That's a contribution according to the effectual work. You know, that's interesting. That's, a, that's, a, that's what the, the translators made. But this G1753 is actually energia. Now, if you were thinking about energia, what would you think? Energy. Energy. When we're compacted together, we're put together in the body, we, need, we have energy. We have energy, and it's also efficiency or operation, strong, effectual working. See how some of this builds? 
Kind of interesting, isn't it? In the measure, uh, did you know that we actually are, um, have a limited portion? Why is that? Uh, that's what it means. Apparently, primary word, this is a 3358, to measure, the measure, is an apparently prime word, a measure, literally or figuratively, by implication, a limited portion or a degree or a measure. So, each one, and there's another place in the Bible where it talks about all the little parts of the body. The feet, the toe, you know, if you stub a toe, how fast does it get to your, to your brain? <laughs> Very quickly. I did the other day. Uh, oh, man, it was just like that. Instantaneous from my toe to my brain. You just stubbed your toe, the brain tells me. Yeah, I know I stubbed my toe. <laughs> I'm arguing with myself. So, <laughs> I do that often, you know. Um, so, anyway, everybody has a part in the congregation. So as you look at these different words, it's, it's just so interesting that we're, we're, we're joined together. We have a part. We have a measure. We have something that we can uh, do. That, that of every part maketh increase. Increase. So what does that look like? Growth. Growth. Increase. So if we're all working together, all part of the body, we're growing together uh, in a body and unto the unifying. So let's see what that, 3619. Um, it is, uh, and the architecture, that is a structure, confirmation, a building, edification. We're part of a, a, a closely knit structure, unification in the church. And that's what we're, we strive towards. Okay, one more thing. I'm going to go to a, a place called Compare. And there's a, a Jubilee Bible. And, and we, <laughs> we put all these Bibles that I had uh, downloaded into this compare for this one verse. Um, Ian was, said, well, what are what some of these other ones? So we just threw them all in, see what any of them had any different thing. The Jubilee Bible came up with one of, that I think was probably the closest. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and well tied together among itself by the nourishment that every connecting bond supplies, by the operation of each member according to the measure that they have received, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Isn't that interesting? It expands our understanding of the word gives us a, a little deeper uh, grasp of God's word. So dust it off and then trust it. And dig deeper. You'll learn about God's word.